Hey there. <laughs> the sensual sounds of the prison wallets podcast. Oh yeah, prison wallets. Oh, that sounds so good. I'm monitoring it in my ears and I'm just getting... <laughs> Alright, I didn't like that. <laughs> so hey, I'm Keith. This is Ray. This is the prison wallets podcast. And this is, what are we going to call this? Like the prison wallets? Uh, uh, loose change episode. Yeah, the extra deposit in the prison wallet. <laughs> I don't know. People could take that a lot of ways, but I like to think of it like a penis that goes inside your ass and then shoots jizz inside. Because, <laughs> because a prison wallet is an asshole. Oh, we is that are what that? Assholes. I was just, huh, that's, that's, that's funny. That, it means that because I just was thinking about dicks. <laughs> so I didn't even, anyway. So this is going to be, instead of a movie commentary, this is going to be a little bonus podcast where we're going to talk about podcasts. But before we do, I had something else in mind that I just wanted to quickly talk about, about since we do like horror movies, right? And the whole idea is like to be scared. And, uh, and most movies I think don't scare probably most people. I don't know. I guess I do know people that are like, oh, I can't watch this movie. There's too much blood or whatever. People that get scared in movies. I mean, not that it never happens to me, but I'm not usually scared in movies, but I used to think like, like I miss being scared. Like when I was a kid, like the Unsolved Mysteries theme song would make me scared, you know? Yeah, I mean, it had that sound. You had an expectation. Right, and I would miss those days of that, that feeling of being scared. But the reality of being scared as an adult is it fucking sucks, because I was just thinking how I was out on your balcony, and it's dark out, and I'm just scared of heights anyway. But in the daytime, you know, it's like I got a sense of things and whatever. But I noticed when I was out there, just because it's dark... And I started just losing perspective on, like, how high up are we? Where's the ground? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I just started feeling real weird. And it reminded me of when I was in Vancouver last winter, there's this, like, old-growth or medium-growth forest in Surrey that, uh, you you know, the park closes at 10 p.m. You're not supposed to go in. But it's like a 20, 25-minute walk through, and uh, I had the little flashlight on my phone, and I'm like, fuck it, my house is through there, and it might be fun. I'll go be scared. And I was so fucking scared, like about 15 minutes deep of being in, it's just a park, you know, it's like a path through the woods. But I just, after a while, I couldn't stop thinking of like, what if some Leatherface guy runs out of these woods right now? What am I going to do? And once the idea got in my head, it wouldn't go away. So I guess that's all I'm trying to say is that uh, being scared is scary. It sucks. It's not fun at all. But in regards to horror movies and being scared or attempting to get scared, that's the fucking point of them. Right. The point is to be watching something that gives you that emotion of fright, that gives you uh, a sense of desperation or terror or suspense. And people that want to water down horror movies into these PG-13 ticket-selling uh big screen events are totally missing the point of what horror has always been and now that movies are starting to become r-rated again like they're they're kind of saying like okay i guess people are grown-ups and they want to see these movies so we're going to throw out some r-rated stuff like halloween it uh stuff like that hereditary you know r-rated movies that are doing well and they're seeing that they're doing well financially so they're going to make more which is very important in my opinion because i've always been a fan of the r-rated horror if for no other reason then you're going to see 
an R-rated movie. You're going to see something that's meant for adults. And if you can't handle it, then you don't go to it. Like, you're an adult. You have that choice. But I don't want to go to a movie theater to see a movie that's supposed to be, quote, scary or a horror movie and be looking over my shoulder every two minutes, not because I'm worried about what's behind me, because that would be cool, but because (laughs) there's a gaggle of kids behind me that I'm giving a death stare, like, shut the fuck up. It is nice, too, yeah, like, even outside, I guess more so outside of horror movies, but stuff like Deadpool, you know, is, like, bringing back the R rating of just, like... And it earns its rating, like, it really does. Yeah, and it made, like, so much money. Like, it's not like, oh, we made an R-rated movie and it did okay. It's like, we made an R-rated movie, and it's insanely successful. So, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, they made the movie for, like, 50-some-odd million dollars, like the first one, and it made, like, $800 million before it hit Blu-ray. But I guess, yeah, that's just uh, it's just what was on my mind. Just being scared is scary, that's all. It's, yeah. like, it's hard to be scared, you know? Like, I guess maybe that's kind of what roller coasters and shit are about, too. So, I don't know, just... just I guess, because, like, I was trying to... That's what I was trying to convince myself when I was on that balcony and I had to come in and pee anyway. But I'm like, just enjoy it, man. Enjoy that you're feeling scared. It's like, you're, you know you're not actually in danger, so just have fun with it. But I couldn't. It's, I can't. It's not fun to be scared. <laughs> it's like scary. It's the dumbest thing I could ever say. But. but I mean, going back to the movie part of things, the last time a movie gave me any sort of sense of, I guess... Uh, suspense, like I was worried about what was going to happen to the characters was Sinister right. actually uh, Sinister, uh, the Scott Derrickson movie, uh, it was so good, so effective at what it did, and I mean the sequel while unwarranted was still pretty decent but yeah I agree, I only saw Sinister like last year, and it's funny because like I was just going to say that I think it helps if you're in the theater and you're kind of stuck with the movie, you can't pause it, you can't stop but Sinister was the opposite for me. I watched it on my phone, but that worked too because I was just like, it's just me in this movie. Like, it's right up by my face and I'm just staring into it. And yeah, it freaked me out good, man. <laughs> it really did get me good. They need to make more like that. Like, there needs to be more movies with these original ideas because rehashing something, making, keeping on making all of these remakes, while some of them are great, really, a lot of them sort of fall flat. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that was... Uh, the divergence in our divergence podcast the side the side topic in our side topic podcast but the actual topic is other podcasts if we want to shout out because they're cool yeah i mean i've only been listening to podcasts for about a year now and i've gone through a bunch you know i mean i've listened to I don't know, 50 or 60 different podcasts kind of trying to find my way, uh, what I'm interested in, or uh, who's good at talking about the shit that I like to listen about, and I think I finally got it nailed down pretty much, you know, I've got a a handful of podcasts that I like to listen to, Uh, my two main topics that I listen to podcasts about personally are true crime slash serial killers, and movies specifically horror movies right whereas for me it's basically video games and pro wrestling so my list won't really be appropriate to this podcast so much but i'll throw them in anyway why not it doesn't matter i mean realistically it's kind of like the 
podcast that we're doing kind of not only reflects movies or our opinion about them, but our unique personalities as well. And it's all, yeah, like pop culture. It's all just a big mishmash. Mm -hmm. One thing I've noticed ever since, because I got into podcasting early, it was because I worked at that porn store in Vancouver and uh, they, you know, I just had to listen to the radio all day. And then I learned about podcasting because I was looking up stuff about that TV show Firefly. And somebody was doing a podcast about Firefly. And I was like, what the fuck is a podcast? So I started looking it up. And back then, it was like a lot of Harry Potter podcasts. Like, that was popular back then. But what I noticed back then, that is true then and it's still kind of true now, is there's the two types of podcast hosts. There's the talent and there's the tech. So there's like the tech-minded people that are really good at the tech side of their podcasting and stuff and knowledgeable. But you just don't like to listen to them. They just have those voices that make you want to punch them in the face. (laughs) And then there's the talent that are more like talkative people that are like way more fun to listen to. But sometimes their podcasts sound like shit and they don't know what's going on. And I don't know. I I strive to be right in the middle. I want to be (laughs) slightly entertaining, but also sort of technically proficient. You know, (laughs) that's what I'm aiming for. I want to be not too nerdy to be annoying just right on the edge yeah and i mean that uh that difference the tech versus talent thing uh, i'll get into that with uh a couple of podcasts that i listen to because it definitely goes that way for (laughs) a couple of them but then too yeah now that there's so many podcasts there are this is the true tragedy when you find a podcast that isn't talent or tech it's just some annoying guy who sounds like shit (laughs) it's like oh fuck (laughs) yeah so you can go ahead. Uh, you can you can start off. Well, I don't know I how many we'll you start know. With, I really I really only have one movie podcast that I've been keeping up with. I, I dip into movie podcasts here and there, but the, never one that I really stuck with. But what I'm listening to now that I like is uh, it's these guys called Kind of Funny. It's this guy Greg Miller. He used to work for IGN, and he left to do his own thing. So they're mostly video game based, but they started this series called the MCU in Review, where they went through every Marvel Cinematic Universe movie and then ranked them. And, uh, and then, obviously, they ran out of movies, so they moved on to, uh, they did the X-Men movies, and they're doing Spider-Man right now. And, yeah, there's just, it's just good. It's, like, five dudes, and they all just sit around and, like, break down each one of those movies. And, and it's neat to listen to, especially the MCU one, because the MCU stretches way far back at this point. And it's interesting to hear them talk about, you know, like, Iron Man 2 and be like why did everyone hate iron man 2 like it's actually real good <laughs> and you know it's interesting to get that perspective now on these movies as a whole yeah especially now that uh, now that the marvel universe is where it is right like i mean yeah i'm a fan as well so yeah and it's like had its ups and downs there's definitely been some kind of bad marvel movies and they all have the problem of most of the endings are very bland and generic but when you look at the whole thing this is like a fucking miracle that they've made this many movies over this many years that are all pretty good and all connect. It's like, wow, nice job, especially when you look at the other side and like DC is just shitting in their own face over and over. Oh, <laughs> it's, like, it's ridiculous. Like yeah. repeatedly. Yeah, like when you think it can't get worse, it just gets worse. And I'm like, holy fuck. It's it's like a little kid that voluntarily goes back to his church after getting butt fucked. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, do you remember when they announced that Ben Affleck was going to be Batman? And everyone was like, whoa, that's a bad idea. But I thought then, it was great. Well, then he turned out to be easily the best part. Absolutely. <laughs> of those movies. And it's like, whoa. So, yeah, just... I, I'm, I, I was pro Batfleck right from the start. Like, I guess I wasn't pro him. I was hopeful. But it turned out 
so much better than I expected that aspect of it and every other aspect of it. Because that's the other thing that sucks, man. I actually like Zack Snyder a lot. Like, his Dawn of the Dead remake was awesome. A fucking uh, 300 was pretty Watchmen. cool. Watchmen was great. I love Watchmen. And, and after that, it started getting pretty bad pretty fast. And it's like, what happened to this dude? He was so cool. So edgy. And, you know, I mean. And even, like, his style. Yeah, like, people made fun of in Watchmen that it was, like, the speed ramping and, like, all the Zack Snyder style. And maybe it wasn't really appropriate to Watchmen, but it's still cool. It still looks cool. And, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Holy fuck. <laughs> just, like, nowadays, no one's a Zack Snyder fan anymore. How can you be? It's ridiculous. He just sucks. But anyway, so yeah, for movies, that's my thing I would definitely recommend is MCU in review, kindoffunny.com. It's on YouTube and shit. And yeah, those guys are good. Okay, I'm going to start out with... Let's see, I'm going to actually start out with the one that I make sure I listen to almost every time it comes out right away. Because uh, I usually collect before I start listening. So... Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, From My Parents' Basement. They're based out of Hamilton. Uh, nice, near here. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not far from here. Uh, it's three guys. There's Gary Pullen. Uh, he's an artist who's done work for Rumorg magazine. He's working on uh, some stuff for Fangoria. He does work for Mondo, uh, creating art for them, you know, that gets sold. He's done cover art for Arrow video uh, Blu-rays stuff like that like he's I, I think he's a pretty big deal and I think he's very talented and then there's uh, Eric Gadet and Aaron Lupton Aaron Lupton I think works for Rumorg as well uh, I'm not sure what Eric Gadet does but uh, the three of them together have a really great rapport they talk about horror movies and heavy metal mostly like those are the those are the two topics that kind of go hand in hand with them so they talk a little about a lot of like 80s metal or concerts that they've gone to or people that they've met like you know uh, they hung out with Doyle and talked to Doyle from the Misfits uh, and of course his own solo stuff they go to conventions because Gary tours the conventions and sells his art and make, I, I assume he does well with it because uh, he keeps on being able to do it but you know when they meet someone like uh, D. Wallace or someone like that, you know, they usually get them to record a little shout out for or or an, uh, an intro like you're listening to right. from my parents' basement, you know. So it's cool. Uh, they're good to listen to. They throw music clips. They have one of the best theme musics. It's like almost like someone switching a dial through a radio, and every time they stop, it hits like another. Uh, famous section of a popular song from a horror movie, like an 80s horror movie, like, you know, Man Behind the Mask from Friday the 13th, Part 6, Shocker from Shocker, uh, the <laughs> Lost Boys theme music, like, stuff like this. Nice. Yeah. That sounds cool. I should check out that podcast. I feel like I might like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's well done, for sure. That actually reminded me of, I haven't listened to it lately, so that's why I didn't remember it, but another movie podcast, just when you mentioned, like, the music, that uh, I should go back and check. It's like this podcast I just jump into sometimes. I don't listen to it all the time, but they're called Junk Food Dinner, and they pick three old, weird B-movies and review them, and they always play, like, a really cool song in between each review that kind of relates to the movie. And, yeah, like, because I guess this is the thing. Like, I, I have a weird habit with podcasts that I don't subscribe to any podcasts. I always manually download them, so that's 
that's like how I unsubscribe from a podcast is because I forgot to go download it. <laughs> so like, I guess I've been like mentally unsubscribed from junk food dinner for a year. But now that I thought of it, I'm going to go check them out. And yeah, like, I think I found them, I don't know, I was just looking for, because they do themes sometimes, you know, like dumb bikini car wash movies and stuff. And I think that's how I found them. And then from there, I'm like, and it's such a good name, junk food dinner, because you're just watching shitty movies you know, like just nice. trash <laughs> but but yeah they're pretty cool i'll give them a shout out um yeah uh, i also want to kind of talk about let's go into serial killers a little bit uh criminology podcast uh criminology is headed by a guy named mike ferguson or no it's not mike ferguson it's mike something else anyway so he also does another podcast called True Crime All the Time, which has a lot more episodes, and it's a bit, it's a bit serial killers. But Criminology, uh, the first season is all about the Zodiac Killer. Nice. Like, all about it. And then the second season was all about the Golden State Killer, which is a case I've been following pretty heavily for the last while. And now they've got a few... I guess they're doing a few random episodes until October, I believe. And then they're coming out with a third season, and they haven't announced who they're going to be talking about yet. Anyway, I learned about some serial killers through them that I had never heard of before, which is weird because I read <laughs> yeah. a lot about that stuff. Yeah, it's like there's new serial killers that you didn't know about. And yeah, True Crime All the Time has more episodes, but Criminology, I like the format a little bit better. So the main guy who has the more southern-sounding accent, he's very charismatic-sounding, very well-versed. He knows what he's talking about. And not that the other people involved don't, like his two co-hosts, one for true crime all the time, one for criminology, but the other guys just don't have a very big personality. Right. So it's like one guy, has he sounds animated, and the other guy's like, yeah, uh... We just talked to this victim uh, who survived, and uh, yeah, that was terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> it's funny because I guess because podcasting, you know, it's all like it's you know basically amateur broadcasting, so it's not like you go find a co-host or something. It's just like who amongst my friends wants to do this with me? And if all your friends aren't you know charismatic people, what are you gonna do? <laughs> it's like yeah, I guess guess this is what we're doing then. But uh, what was I going to say with that, too? I was going to say, I like that idea, too, of, like, spending, like, a season of the podcast on one guy. Because, you know, it would be easy to just do one podcast per one dude. But it's nice to get those, like, in-depth. Like, let's just really fucking examine all the sides of this. Like, I like that. That's one of the cool things with podcasting. I was right. It was Mike Ferguson, who is the main co-host guy that I was talking about. Cool. Uh, Mike Gibson is his co-host on True Crime all the time, and his co-host on Criminology is... He just calls him... His name is Morph. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, those two other guys sound wooden. Like, they don't sound very animated at all. Like, they're talking about horrible things and, you know, people who might have survived and they're just like, yeah, that was unfortunate. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess that's just, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe that helps, you know, dispassionate, you know, if you're gonna <laughs> just talk about murders and death all yeah, the time. I don't know, man. <laughs> I can't not talk about another two that I really like because they share a co-host. One is the Pure Cinema podcast, and the other one is the Just the Discs podcast. 
Uh, Pure Cinema Podcast is made up of Elric Kane, who also is on uh, Shockwaves, which is Blumhouse's podcast, uh, and uh, Brian Sauer. And Brian Sauer does the Just the Disc podcast on his own, uh, and occasionally he has a guest or whatever. So Pure Cinema Podcast talks about all manner of movie. It's just everything, like old movies, new movies, it doesn't matter. Uh, Just the Discs is exactly like what it sounds. It's all about Blu-ray collecting, which really appeals to me. Right. So that's those. Nice. Yeah, I guess that's... Those. That's great English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's know. them. Whatever. Fuck, fuck English. Yeah. Fuck this language. Man, just uh, how your, uh, your fiancé's kid is, like, learning stuff in school, and I felt just bad at the memories of, like, like learning how to spell words. Like, English is the most fucked up language. Like, nothing makes any sense. Do you ever see... It's like... I don't remember the sentence. But it's all these, like... This long sentence with all these words that are all spelled the same, but you pronounce them all a little different. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to know that unless you grow up. Like, like English second language people that are just, like, trying to learn English, like, good fucking luck. <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, so I guess... Uh, the only other stuff I really listen to a lot these days, so I'll just go over them quick because they don't really relate to this podcast, but um, for wrestling podcasts, there's this podcast called one wrestling that uh, they're on hiatus right now, but overall they're good. Because what I find with like pro wrestling is so weird where I was a fan and then I stopped watching for like 10 years and then I came back. And I think that's important because it kept me from being bitter. Like I still have fun watching wrestling, but these people that started watching in like the late 90s and never stopped they're the most bitter fucking jerk offs in the world everything sucks they just all they can do is complain and i mean they're not wrong wrestling sucks it's very wwe specifically badly written they never follow through with storylines the character motivations don't make sense but if you haven't accepted that by now why are you watching it you know <laughs> like yeah so I mean, it is what it is yeah like it's just, there's no point in complaining anymore. It's not going to change. Vince McMahon is a billionaire. He's not going to change. So either you like it or you don't. So it's very hard to find podcasts where the people are positive. Like, it's incredibly hard. So this show, one Nine Hundred Wrestling, is nice because they, yeah, they don't hate wrestling. And the other one, it's more famous. It's uh, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, where this guy, Sam Roberts, he works on Sirius, used to be an Opie and Anthony guy. And he, uh, he does stuff with WWE sometimes. But his podcast is nice because almost to a fault like he likes wrestling too much it's almost weird like he started watching in like you know 1991 and he just never stopped but he actually like he believes in them he's mm-hmm. like hey what do you think's gonna happen with braun Strowman? like you think this is how the story's gonna go and it's like it's like oh you're so naive like of course that's not gonna happen because that would be cool and the writers are terrible but i just love that he has that that feeling because like that's that's what wrestling reminds me of it's like like when you were a kid and you played with like action figures you know like that's all it is it's just you can't think of it like a real show or a real athletic thing you got to think of it like action figures that a small child is controlling (laughs) and and to me that's when wrestling's fun and that's why i like sam roberts's show because he 
that's how he thinks of it. He's like a man child <laughs> in a nice way. Uh, I listen to I I don't currently listen to any or have any saved, but I've listened to a few wrestling ones. Like I listened to a few select episodes of uh, Chris Jericho's podcast. Oh yeah, that's true. That's a good show. Uh, that's a good one uh, because he has on wrestling and non wrestling people, like music people and right. stuff. So it's cool. And pretty much all those like interview style ones are good. Like Stone Cold has one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cabana I listen to that one, one too. I, I have listened to that one too and i enjoyed that one a lot yeah those are just neat because it jr has one but yeah just people talking about the business yeah mm-hmm. those are all pretty cool i yeah. give them a thumbs up too jericho's amazing too like geez just like he was awesome back in like 1999 and now that he's in his 40s he's maybe more awesome like he's still doing crazy stuff in wrestling he's showing up at like independent events in new japan and yeah doing all new this japan cool shit. i was gonna mention that yeah and, it's, and his, his band is like I saw his band Fozzie in like 2003 and they weren't very good, but they're like better now. They had this song called uh, Judas in My Mind. Yeah, yeah. It was actually like on the charts and it's it's not my favorite song, but it's okay. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> and that's really all you can ask for. I guess, yeah. Yeah, he's like, he as a joke, he calls himself the GOAT, you know, the greatest of all time. Yeah. But he kind of is. He's real good. Like, he's been around for so long, and he just is always great. I, I mean, I was always kind of an Austin guy, but I mean, I think everyone was, because everyone wanted to, like, stick it to the man, and this guy was sticking it to, to the man every fucking week. Like, yeah, like, I think Even when he was losing, he was sticking it to someone. That's what I think is, like, yeah, impressive, is, like, you do have those people that... Uh, had the big moment and I mean arguably Austin is the most famous most successful most money drawn wrestler of all time and Jericho would never was popular like that but that he's done it for 20 Mm -hmm. more than 20 years is like nice work you know like that he keeps it going I mean again I'm I don't really follow wrestling anymore I was really big into it in the 90s uh, up into the early 2000s and then I kind of just fell off the train uh, that doesn't mean I dislike it now. I just right. don't follow it. Uh, but I don't think anyone would say I'm wrong in saying that if it weren't for Steve Austin, pro wrestling would not be where it's at. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because even I got in like just like more with The Rock, but still. I mean, The Rock and Austin, like WrestleMania 17, mm-hmm. still the greatest thing that ever happened in wrestling. <laughs> like, you know, it's never going to top that. That's Yeah, it was definitely a great era. Yeah. I gotta, gotta, gotta give a shout out to uh, Postmortem, uh, Mick Garris's podcast. Mick Garris is a famous horror director. I, I don't know, I mean, I, I don't know that he would like to be described as famous, but he, I recognize him for many different things. He's a good guy. Uh, he likes to talk. He's a good, he's a good speaker. Uh, he has interesting people on his podcast. Like, uh, he's had, like, Robert England. He's had Ari Aster. He's had just so many people on his podcast. And it's, al- it's always someone in the horror industry who's made films or been a star or a director or a writer or whatever. Like, you have Mike Flanagan, the guy that directed Oculus and uh, Gerald's Game. Right. Uh, he was on there, and he was really fun to listen to or listen about. Uh, he, he had... Um, oh, the guy's name is Rihue. I can't think of his last name. He's Asian. Uh, but that was super interesting to listen to but it's nice to listen to a guy who's been in the horror movie industry for as long as he's been you know i mean this guy directed critters too like you know it's 30 years ago it's fun to listen to a guy that you like talking to and about other people that you like 
Yeah, that's cool because it, it's similar to like with the like those wrestling podcasts where wrestlers talk to each other. Like instead of just like a fan interview that doesn't know what to ask or doesn't know what to talk about. Like I do love these podcasts where it's like people that are in the industry and know how it works and know what they're talking about talking to other people in the industry because you just get a different level of conversation where mm-hmm. they all are like on the same level and they know what's going on exactly they're all knowledgeable they all no one's blowing smoke or yeah or just asking stupid shit that doesn't apply or whatever like some notable uh, episodes that i liked were like the one with fred decker fred decker uh was involved with the monster squad and right. you know that's I mean, it's an important movie, in my opinion. Rihui Kitamura was the guy I was trying to think of. Uh, David Arquette, of all people. Right. Sean S. Cunningham. Uh, <laughs> Man, David Arquette's had his fucking, fucking dick in a lot of pies, because he was in WCW back in the 90s, too, or in the 2000s. Yeah, 2000, yeah. Ruining everything. <laughs> it's just like, uh, it wasn't his fault. But. John Carpenter, uh, Mike Doherty, Robert Shea. Jeffrey Combs, Jeffrey fucking Combs, Tom Holland, uh, writer and director of Fright Night. Like, nice. if you want to hear really frank, candid conversations, like this is a podcast that I highly recommend, especially if you're a big movie fan. Sweet. Uh, so I think I've only got one more. Should I just rattle off my last one? Yeah, rattle off your last one, and then I'll, then I've got one more. Cool. So uh, I guess uh, my other thing is I listen to a lot of video game podcasts, but. I don't know, I'm starting to drift a little on video game podcasts because that whole, it's funny because like most of the video game journalism scene, it's all focused around like San Francisco and they're like so politically correct, it's uncomfortable to me. I don't like it, you know, and they're just like, it's like, can't you just talk about video games? Like, come on guys, there's everything got to be a fucking, let's fucking change the world bullshit. I don't know. So, uh. The only podcast I've really stuck with is uh, these guys called The Easy Allies. They used to be game trailers, and Viacom owned them, and they went out of business, so now they started their own thing, and they're doing so good on Patreon. Like, literally, they make, like, 50 grand a month on Patreon. But Jesus. It's, but it's a lot of them. It's, like, eight guys. And, I mean, they're a little bit... I don't know. It's, like, they also are this kind of, like, oh, let's be politically correct, soft guys. They're, they're those types of guys, but they don't talk about it all the time, and they don't bring it up. <laughs> so yeah. that's good enough. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird thing, Catch-22, though, with, like, especially, like, Americans are so polarized. It's, like, the left or the right. But I don't like either of them. Like, the left are such, like, namby-pamby annoying people. But then the guys on the right that are trying to be more like, hey, fuck it, I'm just going to be more loose. But I don't like them either because they're also annoying. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you just got to hit that Canadian sweet spot, you know? Just be more like us. Everyone be more like Canadians and everything will be better. I don't know how I got off on that rant. It's been a long day, right? Yeah. Hey, do you think we should call you Blu-ray? I don't think so. <laughs> Blue Ball Ray? Yeah, I don't... I, that's I don't that's think, worse? I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to push it. Um, my last pick is one that already a lot of people listen to. It's Sword and Scale. It's another true crime one. I like the format. I like that it's not about popular serial killers. Normally, it's about, like one crime and it's explained like it's um i guess there's kind of a a narrative and then there's like usually 911 calls there's usually some sort of uh a recording of you know court testifying and things of that nature uh it's very well done uh the guy who does it i think his name is mike as well fucking a lot of mics anyway the guy who runs it uh 
whose name I can't remember, so go fuck yourselves. Look it up. <laughs> it's really well done. It's really well put together. And some of the episodes that you listen to, you're like, holy fucking shit. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, I find myself at least every other episode going like, Jesus Christ, that's fucked. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I thought of another one. Uh, this actually might be, I just didn't really think of it as a podcast, I guess is why this didn't come to mind for me right away. But there's this like video wrestling podcast called uh, OSW. It's like old school wrestling review. And oh, yeah. These three Irish guys. It's like, it's such a genius. It's so much work, but I love how they set it up where they take an old pay-per-view and uh, like they did the David Arquette series, for instance. Like here's just every bad thing that David Arquette did in wrestling. They watch the old pay-per-views and review them, but then they add in the video for like everything that they're referencing so you can watch the horror or whatever. And they're just like, just, I don't know, there's something about people with accents. They're just funny. Irish accents, you know? It's gold. <laughs> just funny. That, that doesn't sound horrible or anything. <laughs> they're just like funny little lads. Funny little guys. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. That's all I got in my brain. Actually, I, you know what? I've got another one here. Uh... Hollywood and Crime, actually. Hollywood and Crime is really good. Uh, the whole first and I think almost all of the second season dealt with uh, the Black Dahlia murder. Right. Uh, the Elizabeth Short murder where they found her and her face was carved with the Glasgow smile, you know, and she was severed cleanly in two. And trying to figure out who might have done this and a few people who were suspects and a few people who were taken in and then let go you know it really dealt with it and it, it sounds like something that shouldn't be so drawn out but it's worth a listen wondry the production company that releases that podcast as well as uh sword and scale they have so many really good true crime podcasts, actually, that uh, I could probably go on and list a ton of them. But uh, we'll leave it at uh, Sword and Scale and uh, the last one that I mentioned, whose name I can't remember all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, Hollywood and Crime. Yeah, that's, like, interesting, too. Or maybe, yeah, like, this kind of maybe is kind of a neat little bonus podcast to do just to point people towards stuff. Because, like, I never, I just never thought to look for crime podcasts but apparently it's a deep fucking well there's all kinds of shit i just never looked into it you know what there's a lot of them but they're not all good right like they're not they're, they're some of them aren't even tolerable yeah there's like, some bad podcasts out there yeah for no sure. there's one called i think it's called martinis and murder this is not a shout out <laughs> uh you can go fuck yourself they are obnoxious <laughs> to listen to yeah. uh like do you ever i do find that sometimes if i'm trying a new podcast I'll be walking down the street and I'll realize like like I'm just frustrated or I start thinking of people in my life that uh, I don't know insulted me 20 years ago that I and I'm like why am I even thinking about that why am I agitated and then I realize it's like oh because these people talking in my ear are annoying little cuntbacks <laughs> and then it's like I gotta delete this well this podcast <laughs> martinis and murder the co-hosts just irritated me and it was right from the first episode like i only listened to the one episode i don't even know if they got better right. because they were talking about the golden state killer which i've already mentioned earlier this was a, just for a little background this was a serial killer who broke into over 120 homes and robbed them and he also raped more than 50 women and killed more than a dozen people and got away with it basically for 40 years like the man lived 
a long life. He's still alive. Uh, he's in custody now, but you know, he got married. He had children. He had grandchildren. He retired, and then he was caught. You know, because of DNA, uh, not DNA that that he had submitted. But through genealogy uh, websites, they managed to really narrow it down. And or, or where he really messed up was that time he jizzed on a police officer's he, face. No, he left semen in victims. Just all like, over the place. <laughs> like, yeah, quite, quite literally, you know, like, I mean, he left DNA all over the place. But because he was once a police officer, oh, he was shit. not in the system. Oh, shit. Because this was before the time of DNA. The murders... Or, or sorry, the crime spanned from the mid '70s to the mid '80s before DNA technology had really advanced. Like there wasn't a DNA database at that point, so that's how he got away with it for over 40 years. Meh. Anyway, the way Martinis and Murder spoke about these crimes, they just sounded so aloof, and they were making light of it and getting a couple of facts wrong, and right away, like. If you get a fact wrong and I fucking hear it, like hear I'm, it. I'm, I'm done. Like goodbye. But the fact that they were making jokes about shit, I'm like, you know what? Like fuck off. Right. Like, yeah, this is like your podcast this is what it's supposed to be about. You're like, talking about serious stuff that people who are into it want to hear serious people talk about. So go fuck those guys. Yeah. Like they can fuck off. I wonder what the percentage is of like good podcasts to bad it's probably one percent good right like there's a lot i just i mean that's the problem i guess with it being the the problem and the benefit too it's like just anyone can do it awesome but now everyone's doing it there's a guy from poland who does uh, a serial killer podcast and it's actually called the serial killer podcast he's fun to listen to he's you know but i find now the reason i don't listen to him is because he's always shilling like looking for donations looking for patreon looking for you know people to buy his merch and stuff uh even though he's talking about the stuff i want to hear about i just don't want to hear someone asking for money basically every you know that was one of those things too i mean yeah podcasting i guess it was more of a hobby back in the day but now it is just like an epidemic of like this show is brought to you by me undies you know and lisa mattresses use the code blah 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 and it's just like oh Every person. <laughs> Come on. I don't intend on, uh, and I mean, I'm sure you're very similar. I don't intend on ever trying to make money off of this. I would like to make stickers. I would like to make some yeah, like shirts, but I'm not going to force any of that shit on anyone. Yeah, I think that's the difference. Like, there's things that are cool. Like, to have a t-shirt would be cool. And then if people bought it, that would be cool. To sell fucking socks is not cool. <laughs> yeah. Know? It's uh, just like I know a couple of podcasts berries, that, whatever. Like True Crime All the Time and Criminology Podcast. They both shill or try they try to sell these socks called Bombas. Right. And they also try to get you to buy some Madison Reed hair color stuff. But I mean, usually they mention it once in the run of an episode for each thing, and then they move on. But the Serial Killer podcast, you know, they mention they've got a Patreon, they've got these things, plus they have the people that, uh, or the companies rather, that they shill for, like uh, some flower delivery company, and, you know, like 1-800-Flowers or some such shit. And then, you know, there's also something else. I think he does the Madison Reed one as well now. That's one thing I always wonder, as I've never had a podcast popular enough for anyone to want to advertise on it, but 
I wonder how much, like, I just assume it must be a lot of money these people are getting offered to just fucking ruin their own podcast with all the shilling. But then I think, like, maybe it's not even that much money. Maybe they're just, like, willing to take it, you know? But it really does, like, it just hurts the... I mean, maybe I'll eat these words someday if I'm an advertising little bitch boy, but it hurts the tone of the show so much to just, like... Especially on a serial killer podcast. Yeah. Let's talk about socks and hair color. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, that was just brutal. I mean, yeah, I can't imagine ever... I mean, I guess it'd be different if I had kids in a house and a mortgage and stuff. I don't have shit, so I don't need to care about anything. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, like I said, my, um, like my, my intent is to maybe make t-shirts one day and maybe make stickers. Like, we'll get a shit ton of stickers made, and we'll get a few t-shirts made. And that reminds me of... And that's uh, it. What was it called? There was a wrestling podcast I used to listen to, but now I forget the name. But what they would do is... Yeah, they would make limited runs of t-shirts, and they would just make really cool designs, mm-hmm. and that's how they made their money. And yeah, like, they would, I mean, they were pretty popular, so they would sell like 2,000 of each of these shirts, but that's what they did. So it's like, yeah, like, I love, I, I do think there's a way to do that, like, that you can make money and add something cool to the world, mm-hmm. not make money but also just ruin everyone's day with your fucking and mattress commercials <laughs> yeah like Andy or whatever like yeah. i mean I, the sad thing is is that i just helped shill some of these companies you <laughs> yeah. know? but that's the other thing it's all the same there's only like eight different companies <clears throat> that advertise on every podcast and it's yeah. like fuck's sake yeah i'm not a fan but we're not gonna we're not gonna advertise for anyone like uh, aside from ourselves and the couple shout outs that we're doing now like that's it like by the way have you heard about my enormous cock if you go to <laughs> your mom <laughs> <laughs> and then enter code fuck f- fucking big cock you're bad at this yeah <laughs> you can get 30 percent off my cock i'll just send it to you yeah. i'll cut off my own dick and i'll mail it to you that's how much i care wow fuck man I have to go to your mom's just to get the rest of mine. <laughs> so yeah, this would be someone can point back to this someday when we're uh, if we ever become big time and we fucking advertise every ten fucking seconds. I think when it gets to that point and it actually becomes something that you're doing because you have to, that it makes it less fun. Yeah, it's kind of like you know I, I tattoo. I know how to tattoo. I'm pretty. I'm pretty good. I'm not great, but I'm pretty. I'm, I'm good. What I do looks nice when it's done. If I had to do it every single day, I know I wouldn't like it. Right. Yeah, but, and I think that is the trick too. I mean, uh, with any kind of podcast thing, is that like you can tell when it's somebody's job, and you can tell when they actually like to do it. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's probably never a thing we'll have to worry about about getting popular. It's probably never going to happen. If it does, that's cool. But it's more important just to, that it's just fun to do. Yeah, like, I mean, if we, if this thing kind of goes the way I hope it'll go, then, you know, maybe we'll, like I said, like I've said before, maybe I'll, maybe we'll get some t-shirts done. We'll sell those. Like, but, but I mean, I'm not talking thousands of shirts. I'm talking like, you know, get a hundred t-shirts made. You yeah. Know? And that's what's cool about that wrestling podcast, whose name I still can't remember, is that like, it's like a cool shirt design, you know? So it's like, it's not just people buying it to help your podcast, or even if they're fans of the podcast necessarily, 
it's because they want a cool looking t-shirt yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah and the podcast is kind of the platform to just be like look at these cool shirts we made and we'll, i love that and that we'll message. get stickers but the stickers you know if someone wants one we'll fucking get it to them like or we'll tell them where we stuck it it's a it's at the corner of young and eglinton just go get it it's on the lamppost yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. but yeah i mean the idea of this episode was just to basically shout out some podcasts that we really like and we just kind of end up going on a couple of tangents but yeah i mean i'm happy with it i recommend any of the podcasts that we listed give it a chance if nothing else like listen to a random episode or the first episode of each if you like it keep going i mean that's kind of the way it works yeah if you don't like it then you don't have to listen to it but these are our recommendations for people that have found listen to and enjoy our particular podcast so this isn't going to be a typical thing we are going to do random bonus episodes here and there this is just the first of these yeah Man, I do love to. I'm glad podcasting became a thing because I remember when I worked up in a projection booth in Vancouver in like the mid 2000s, it was whatever year Clerks 2 came out, 2005. And I remember like I, I would download lectures from the teaching company and just listen to these like boring ass university lectures just because I had nothing else to do up there. And then when I finally found out about podcasting and like like, I don't know, Smodcast was one of the early ones, Kevin Smith's podcast and stuff. And it was just like awesome like finally i can fill this time listening to stuff that i'm interested in that i mm-hmm. give a shit about and i should mention yes modcast i've still listened to it it's been 10 years so i should give that a shout out but yeah it's just so great like it is stuff that would never be on the radio or like when you hear a podcast about like the history of bionic commando or Mega Man, like that's not gonna be on the radio <laughs> but, no. but you can get it on the internet and yeah it's fucking despite the fact that there's a lot of shitty dumb podcasts like the overall uh phenomenon is great it's just so awesome to be able to listen to just this weird shit that nobody would have ever talked about before and i'm glad that we are able to kind of uh not only talk about the movies and and uh, pop culture that we like but uh maybe help the podcasts that we listen to kind of maybe gain some more followers because i mean if we've listed a podcast in, in a positive light on this uh, episode, then it's because we really enjoy them and we think that they should have more exposure, even more than what they probably already have. Yeah. And I guess that's our two cents about it. And not bad. We were aiming for half an hour and we went like 45 minutes. So nice. we did it. Nice. We, we over... Uh overexposed we ourselves. overachieved yeah just like always <laughs> just like always you think it'll be too, i'm sure there's some people that'll hear this and you know we're like hey fuck this type of podcast or fuck these guys and they'll listen to us and be like fuck those guys are you kidding these two guys think they're good at this it's <laughs> fucking annoying jerk offs but you know hey one guy's annoying jerk off is the next guy's favorite podcast so that's right what yeah. can you do uh, we are the Prison Wallets. This is our love letter to movies. Uh, my name is Ray. I'm Keith. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at borahioro 77 which is B-O-U-R-A-H-I-O-R-O-7-7. And all of my fucking deets are at keithcourage.com. Ever tell you the story of that website name? So, I mean, Keith Courage was an old TurboGrafx game. I remember it. But it's because I was going to get KeithMcNally.com, and some dude, as a joke, bought it before me, and then emailed me. He's like, ah, fuck you, I took Keith, KeithMcNally.com. And he was going to give it back to me, but then uh, 
I don't know, I just didn't want to, it's just like, fuck you, I don't even want to, like, grace you with the fact that I acted that like you gave won a shit. for a minute. Yeah, exactly. So uh, my friend Matt was like, just call it Keith Courage, that's way cooler. And it, he is right, and it is way cooler. So now I got KeithCourage.com. KeithMcNally.com can fucking suck my dick. Or maybe Keith McNally will just do it for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is us, Ray and Keith, and fuck you all. Yeah, until next time, fuck you all. Fuck you all. <laughs>Hey, yo, it's Keith. I just want to record a quick little postscript. I thought of something else that uh, it didn't come to mind when we were doing the episode because it's not really a podcast. It's a YouTube page. But there's this guy named Oliver Harper, dude from England. Who, uh, he's working on a documentary right now about 80s action movies. But he does these little uh, retrospectives about movies. And, uh, and it's just awesome. It's like uh, I just watched his Crow one the other day. Where it'll be like, you know, 12, 15 minutes, and he goes through like the production of the movie, how it did on release, uh, ancillary stuff, if there's like video games and soundtracks, he covers that, stuff about sequels. Just a really great little like capsule of like, oh yeah, fuck, I remember that movie. And you learn some neat shit, you know, it's just, it's just great. And he does movie commentaries too, so uh, Oliver Harper's Retrospectives on YouTube. Highly recommended. He's a good, he's a good man. <laughs> All right, that's it, fuck you all, thank you. Maybe I shouldn't say thank you after I say fuck you all. It takes the sting out a little bit.